Welcome to Chatterbox Hub. This podcast aims to be your go-to resource for insights, advice and engagement with all things audio and not only. I'm Yulia Stancheva and I'm delighted to present you this show, hosted by the lovely Camilla Luxton, Managing Director of Chatterbox Voices. Chatterbox Voices are keen supporters of the British Academy of Film and Television Arts. And as we are fast approaching BAFTA's Television Awards on 31st July, we wanted to show our support to them and help you have a sneak peek behind the scenes of BAFTA, because they have so much more to offer than just the prestigious awards. How has the social distancing impacted arts, its audience and its artists? And how can the relationship between the arts and businesses give us mutual support? In search for the answers, Camilla chats to Tim Hunter from BAFTA UK. The world-famous Russian novelist Tolstoy defined art as a microscope which the artist fixes on the secrets of his soul and shows to people these secrets which are common to all. To me personally, art is the greatest communication of all. It goes beyond all words. It touches the subconscious in us. It transcends all borders and limitations, and it connects us as human beings on such a profound level. Art is eye-opening, soul-searching, brutally honest, and it has the power to heal. As Albert Einstein once said, logic can take you from A to B. Imagination can take you anywhere. And from the big abstract ideas and fluffy words to the more concrete, hands-on and tangible. During COVID-19, we have all enjoyed watching films and TV series and playing games. They have all been vital ingredients in our real-life survival mode. But in these virtual times that we have, how has the social distancing really impacted arts, its audience and its artists? To help me seek some answers to these questions, I have invited Tim Hunter to our virtual studio. He is the Director of Learning and New Talent at BAFTA. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. The British Academy of Film and Television Arts is an independent charity that supports, develops and promotes the art forms of the moving image. In other words, film, television and games here in the UK. Most of us may associate this highly respected institution with red carpets, flashing lights and glamorous award ceremonies. But BAFTA is so much more than that. Can you tell us a bit about all the work that goes on behind the scenes, Tim? Sure. So um, BAFTA is about red carpets, flashing lights and glamorous award ceremonies. But as well as that, uh, we do a programme which we call our Learning and New Talent programme, which uh, takes place uh, year round uh, and consists of events. We do around 200 events in a normal year uh, where we're working with award winners and nominees and asking them to share the secrets of their success and advice on the craft of storytelling and moving image. Um, with uh, different audiences and those are open to all and it's really the idea behind that is it's it's sharing this kind of expert knowledge with um, people in the industry and beyond um, but as well as that we do a number of talent initiatives where we work with people at all different ages and different stages of their career and the idea is that we're using our network of industry experts to identify people who've got talent and potential and sort of all of the aptitudes you need for success and we're helping them to achieve their potential. So, you know, an example of that is Breakthrough, which is uh, open for applications at the moment, which is uh, working with people, trying to identify people who have had a breakthrough moment in the past year, um, which changes depending on the art form and changes depending on which 
uh, department they work in, but somebody who has had, you know, that kind of creative lead for the first time. So it could be somebody who's worked in the camera department for a long time, and this is their first cinematography credit. Um, And then the purpose of Breakthrough is to kind of um, help them get past that sort of difficult second album moment uh, and really capitalise on their success and kind of, you know, really establish them uh, for a successful future. How interesting. How has COVID-19 impacted the artists and um, the work that you are doing with them? Well, um, as soon as it hit, um, well, as soon as the sort of um, quarantine hit, we obviously had to pivot uh, in terms of the kinds of events that we do and move them all online. And we did that uh, I think quite quickly, but the, you know, we, the kind of craft masterclasses that I talked about, they remained pretty constant, you know, and actually they've grown and grown over the past few months. And we've been very lucky that uh, we've had some amazing talent who've taken part in those, you know, including um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Killing Eve uh, cast and crew. Um, we did a masterclass with um, Sam Mendes around uh, 1917 and, you know, these being delivered online means that they're instantly open to a much wider audience than we could have ever got in the kind of um, in the BAFTA headquarters where we normally run our events. So those have you know actually probably grown and, and developed. Um, but what we have also done at the same time is done a lot of work, more work on kind of mental well-being and financial well-being. Um, obviously, the audiences, the industry audiences that we work with, you know, had their work cancelled overnight. Um, And, you know, this, that caused, uh, obviously, financial hardship, but also stress and anxiety. Um, And so we really focused on kind of helping um, people to access good mental well-being advice. Um, So, uh, yeah, that's been a much bigger part of the the program um we also recognizing that people's incomes have dried up we worked with the film and television charity um and we've uh, donated some money to their um covid relief fund to help people who are really in um dire straits and we did a similar process with people who have been on our talent initiatives so some of the, the uh, scholars the scholars that we support um the breakthrough that I mentioned earlier and kind of um, an initiative called Elevate, which is for people who are a bit more established in their careers. Uh, So yeah, we've had to kind of shift um, that side of things as well. And then the sort of uh, last thing that I think is real, you know, most things can survive and are shifted and adapted to the online world, but networking, you know, and that kind of when you're in a space with someone and you bump into somebody accidental, I do think that's kind of, that can be such a really important ingredient in art, um, that kind of ingredient of chance. Uh, and we've we've tried different kind of formats to to deliver that online. Um, but I just think that you know, there's no substitute for the the real thing. Um, but yeah, so that's how we've we've sort of shifted and adapted to this online world. And you know, there have been some benefits um you know the kind of access you don't have to travel so people who have kind of mobility issues can access our program uh, much more easily which is fantastic we've also seen when we do work with younger audiences we do a project with the bfi film academy for 16 to 19 year olds and uh you know the because they're typing in questions sitting behind a keyboard their questions are much richer and kind of they're much less shy so uh, the, the engagement's really uh, gone up but yeah that kind of face-to-face stuff and that kind of those chance encounters I do think you know um, increasingly people are missing. Um, yeah I was just thinking I, I think breakout rooms in Zoom it's not quite the same is it? No 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 
I mean, there's a bit of that ingredient, but it's, you know, yeah, it's it's still very sort of, it's not as, as sort of free-floating. Zoom is just quite tiring, isn't it? It's yeah, like, it is. Like, <laughs> you're just constantly on high alert and you're yeah. like, you know, when you're able to sort of take in a number of people in a room yeah. um, and and pick up on their sort of cues, you know, that's just... Maybe yeah. we're just more used to it, but like on Zoom, when you're like scanning faces and you're waiting for your opportunity to speak, you know, by the end of the day, I feel exhausted. Mm. Yeah, totally. I think you all feel the same way there, actually. <laughs> now, how has COVID nineteen um, impacted the art forms themselves, if you like? In terms of the sort of storytelling and what we see on screen, you know, we've seen um, things like talking heads come back, you know, those monologues that you can um, film uh, in lockdown conditions. And, you know, I think storytelling is amazingly resilient, isn't it? It's kind of, um, it's, it's existed through time in different formats. And it's, you know, with each new technology, it's kind of taken that and run with it. And it's, it's even driven kind of technical innovation. So it's, an, it's a very robust, robust part of our culture and civilization. I think it's, um, you know, it will survive no matter what, what gets thrown at it. Um, because I just think it just serves a really important function for us all. You know, as you were saying in your intro, it kind of, it's the space where people work out all of the big questions of our time. And I think that's why it's so important to us at BAFTA that people from all different backgrounds are able to contribute. You know, you just, it's, storytelling is a lens on the world and you don't just want one lens, you want multiple lenses. And that's why we work so hard to ensure that people from different backgrounds do get a chance and that when they've demonstrated talent that we kind of do everything in our power to help them to achieve their potential and contribute to a richer and more diverse um, in all its senses um, art form. But I also think kind of in terms of going back to your question, in terms of the impact on the um, art form, I think in, we'll probably see some interesting trends in years to come. I think it's always a, really interesting to look back on the kind of art that was created in a, in a particular period and you see, you know, some interesting themes coming out and how people are translating the kind of concerns of uh, our time on um, into different types of art and storytelling. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I was thinking back, I mean, obviously before my time, uh, the Second mm. World War and, and, and how comedy took centre stage um, yeah. and was such a, a relief. Do you, do you sense that yeah. there's been more comedy happening during lockdown or any art form that's been more prevalent? I feel like, I mean, this is only my own kind of experience and perspective, yeah. um, but I think it's the kind of things that spark conversation that we've been gravitating towards because you know, I'm sure everyone's had the experience or maybe it's just me, but when you like finally get to meet up with a friend and you like chat, mm. chat, chat, and then it, the conversation runs dry really really quickly because <laughs> you haven't actually got anything to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> 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 nothing's happened. Uh, so I think the kind of, you know, real conversation starters are the things that, you know, me and my circle of friends have been yeah. uh, drawn to. Um, so like I May Destroy You, you know, is a great example. I just think that's opens up so many different kind of um, conversations. And, and Tiger King, obviously, like yeah, I think it's the stuff that's gonna. For me, it's stuff that you know, you you know, you can like share with other people, and you can talk about. That's that's uh, I've been really attracted to. I totally agree. I th I think that that must be a quite common, a sort of common feeling f for us all. And 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 I find it really interesting that with the COVID nineteen, although we're all so different and individual, I mean, at least there's 
one common thing for us all, and that is this virtual reality we've all been part of. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's a global community now as well, yeah. which I think is a really amazing um, part of our kind of modern existence. You know, you yeah. can you can get obsessed with a tiny little show that's like you know produced in like Thailand or you know, somewhere miles away from you and you can find a community of people to share it with online mm. and I think that's a really interesting aspect of our kind of current times. Yeah. yeah definitely. So that brings me to my next question actually how has this um, virtual reality or COVID-19 had an impact on us the audience do you think? In terms of kind of our consumption of, of um, moving image you know Clearly, it's gone up. You know, uh, games people play, we're playing a lot more games. People are spending a lot more time in front of their screens, and I think people are really valuing it as a kind of lens on the world. Um, and um, you know, like I was saying, that, that space where we can work out all of the big issues of our time. Um, and I think uh, you know, also the sort of Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, you know, that's had a big impact and I think will have a will continue to have a big impact um on the kinds of stories that are being told you know for the better I think it's really turbocharged this thing that's been uh, something we've been talking about for for years and years about diversity and inclusion in the in the arts um it's really um I think this is a time I really hope this is a time for kind of seismic change yeah I think the kinds of things that people are seeing on screen um and I think the kind of role of film tv and games in our everyday lives has has really been magnified so interesting uh, and i'm so grateful for your insight there tim um i'm thinking moving forward um i guess there will be some changes in how i mean not only s- stories and, and plots that may or may not evolve around our current situation um but also the way in particular i think film and, and tv series how the crew can find and, and directors can find and producers obviously can find workarounds because it's it's not yeah. straight back to the old normal. It it is a new normal and they I'm sure it's it's a very it's sort of a feeling of moving forward without a map and compass <laughs> kind of situation. Yeah. 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 I mean there's um there's a lot of new protocols which um everyone, you know, being developed and kind of talking about how we're going to manage you know new health and safety restrictions and guidance and um you know, all of the sort of things that come around with socially distanced filming um or production and i think for us at BAFTA what we're interested in is this is a new era the whole rule book is being rewritten so you know there's no excuse really to go back to the way things were and some of the kind of bad practices and some of the kind of not necessarily deliberately um, exclusionary kind of practices but you know this is an opportunity to rewrite the script and to come up with a more inclusive uh, workplace culture um, and industry and I think that's that's really what we're turning our attention to over the coming months is yes we have to operate the industry has to operate in a different way um so why not use that opportunity to to operate in a completely different way and to stop using the excuse of this is how things have always been and it's too difficult to change you know this is our chance to change them um there's a really lovely quote from Aaron Dutty Roy which I will probably butcher but uh she said you know that um uh pandemics have always been a a, a a time when people have 
refocused and um, reset and you know you can uh, walk through into this new world carrying all the baggage from the past or you can walk through empty-handed and really embrace the opportunities um, and I know that that might sound a bit glib and simplistic but at its core I think it's a it holds a really beautiful and um, true kind of uh, statement that you know I think the future is what is always what we make it um, but now more so than ever. I totally agree. I can hear some background noises. I think we've all gotten used to children uh, running in and out of Zoom meetings. And there's no change in this. Uh, there's no difference in this podcast either. Anyway, I was thinking that it's the timing of, of the pandemic is interesting also in terms of how corporate social responsibility is trending as well. And it's, I think it offers an opportunity for businesses out there and individuals to... Um, think about how they can contribute to their community, um, mm. both their local community and their wider community. Um, mm. So I, I wanted to ask you, Tim, how can anyone contribute and help to the work you do at BAFTA, whether it's businesses um, or individuals? Yeah, uh, well, one of the very specific things at the, uh, at the moment, we um, the breakthrough, which I mentioned earlier, is uh, our initiative for people who've uh, who are you know, new talent, um, and it's open at the moment for applications, uh, closing on the 29th of July. So I don't know if this is uh, going to go out before then, but um, one thing that we really rely on our industry networks for is recommendations. Um, so people have to apply for themselves, but um, the thing that um, really drives diversity in all its senses. So you know, people who who are from groups that are underrepresented, underrepresented in the industry um, and all different genres and different um, art forms. The thing that really drives that is the industry recommendations um, because if we just relied on people putting themselves forward, uh, you end up with people who are used to putting themselves forward. Um, and you know, in order to access those people who ha really have talent and have um, you know, the potential to, to really contribute to the industry but aren't necessarily you know, uh, maybe a bit um, more reticent about coming forward. Um, having somebody, having an email from BAFTA saying, you know, somebody recommended you to apply for this scheme and thinks that you've got a really good chance of succeeding, that makes all the difference. So that's one really specific thing uh, that people can do. On the sort of opposite end of the scale, much bigger end of the scale, uh, you know, before all of this started, we started a capital project to uh, redevelop um, our headquarters on um, Piccadilly. Uh, and that's much more than just a building project. This is um, a chance. It's going to um, open very near our 75th anniversary, and it's uh, going to herald in a new period for BAFTA where we're uh, expanding our programme and uh, reaching out to uh, more people with our charitable, charitable remit. So the idea is that it's, it, it is a building, but it's going to kind of, um, it's an opportunity for us to, to expand our programs and reach more people um, around uh, around the country and beyond, and that's a, a you know a project that there's multiple initiatives which you know we are uh, looking for industry support to help to to deliver. So that's sort of on the opposite end of the scale. And if anybody out there is interested, we have a fundraising team who can talk more about that that project. And and, and how can the our audience get in touch? Through your website or what's, what's easiest? Yeah, so like I was saying, this kind of now our program is online, uh, we're able to reach a lot more people. You know, BAFTA is a, a charity and exists to promote the art form of the moving image. Um, and uh, so 
our program is now much more accessible than it ever has been before. So if anybody is is a you know, film or TV or games fan, some of the uh, um, keep wanting to call them events but it's, it's strange to call them events but some of the sessions that we've programmed over the past uh, few months uh, they're all on our youtube uh, channel uh, they're all on our soundcloud um and you know there's, there's some really rich and interesting content there for, for people who just want to get a different perspective about how things are made and how they're put together um yeah it's some great stuff there going back to the uh, flashing lights and red carpets events you've mm -hmm. got a big one coming up do you want to tell us about that Uh, the TV Awards. Um, mm. So that's happening soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've completely gone blank on the date. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we'll be delivered in a different way. We did the Games Award, I think, two weeks. That doesn't mm. sound possible, but I think we did it two weeks after lockdown started. Uh, yeah. And the team uh, turned it around and delivered it all uh, online. And it was, uh, you know, it was amazing. It was, it was yeah. a really... Uh, brilliant show and I think they'll do a you know, similarly brilliant job on the TV awards but hmm. it's of course shrouded in secrecy at the moment so there's uh, uh, <laughs> like it should be otherwise I mean be... even if I wanted to tell you I couldn't no <laughs> so, I don't even know they wouldn't have told me um, good. but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that it's going to be a good one yeah me too oh thanks so much for your time Tim it's been really great speaking with you no worries uh, likewise Oh, thank you. I want to turn to Tolstoy again um, at the end of this podcast. Another quote from him. The essence of all beautiful art, all great art, is gratitude. So thank you. Thank you. The times we are in at the moment have connected us virtually, yet put a distance between us. Despite the many challenges at hand, new opportunities are arising. For some time, businesses have had corporate social responsibility high up on the agenda. And what better times than now to reach out a hand to community around us? We hope that with this show, we have managed to spark a desire to keep the continuous support of the arts and BAFTA. Chatterbox have been sponsoring the Illuminating BAFTA campaign for the past year. And we are currently looking to become more directly involved with their many programs, such as supporting and mentoring their talents. We initially sort of just fell into corporate social responsibility, really. The vast majority of our suppliers are voice actors and uh, some of them are also independent filmmakers. So it all started by us helping them with audio post-production and also shouting about their projects on social media. This in turn led to the opportunity of supporting BAFTA. Being able to support our industry and our community means that our core values, such as compassion, equality and diversity, are not just big, fancy words, but actually something quite tangible. Our CSR adds value to our brand, and as a bonus, that will also lead to a financial return of investment long-term. Thank you for listening to this podcast, brought to you by Chatterbox Voices, hosted by Camilla Luxton and presented and produced by me, Julia Stancheva, with special thanks to our amazing guest, Tim Hunter from BAFTA UK. If you have enjoyed it, please do leave a rating, as this really helps our podcast grow. Chat, 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 chat,